everybody today you're listening to the youth entrepreneurship in a nutshell by first main in collaboration with such india foundation i am sankar your host for the series and in today's series we have none other than safdar the co-founder of stepping out festival hi safdar how are you doing i'm good sankar how are you and thank you for the warm introduction absolutely absolutely so excited to have you on board for this brilliant podcast by first main thank you it's it's been my pleasure thank you so let's uh, let's start by talking a little bit about your organization and uh, for all the listeners that are on here listening to us uh, through our podcast can you just give us a brief introduction about your organization what it does and all of that sure so um, our organization is an events company which we started yeah. about 10 years back when we started this during college yeah. so our company rises obliquity the company name is called rises obliquity and we founded this in bangalore um, we've produced some of the largest events in the country and wow. currently we are operating in about 10 cities in india and uh, stepping out is the brand which we had started for the non nightlife events so when we started off our events company we were too stereotypical in the nightlife division and yeah. we used to host a lot of these concerts and parties and all of that and yeah. step out is something which we started for the non nightlife wing of us so right. currently stepping out holds the largest number of ips in the country so we oh. hold eight ips ranging from food to lifestyle to movies to comedy to kids events so multiple ips and we host the largest number of events as well so we oh, produce right. close to about 70 events per annum and catering oh, right. to about a million customers every year year on year mm-hmm. so the events company which is started stepping out recently got acquired by times internet limited as well so times oh. internet limited is one of the largest internet companies in the country and the biggest media house as well times of india so last month til uh, til acquired us and we've been we are a part of the til system right now and i head the events business for til pan india as well love it that's a small brief of what we do and we range like i said with with eight ips variety from food to lifestyle to to comedy to a kids event as well love that that sounds really really unique interesting fun and just sounds like a fun startup you know sounds like something that is just some, like a, a job you'd love to go to every single day yeah i mean you know like um, so what was fun for us was like we were like a proper startup operating out of one city and we yeah. were a 10 member team doing in more than 60 events in 10 cities and wow. all operating out of bangalore everybody everybody operating out of out of bangalore so it's yeah. been a really i mean it's 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 been fun for us and like a proper startup culture as well like i said because you know everybody operating out of one city but operating out of uh, uh, hosting events in about 10 cities across the country so of course it involved a lot of travel mm-hmm. and um, Yes it was definitely fun because you know everybody grew very close to each other since we are handling in so much and spending so much time with each other yeah and like i, I said that. yeah so it's so, been a fun ride for sure so yeah. it's been 10 years since we started this and finally getting acquired so it's been like a milestone as well for us yeah. but it's been a fun ride for sure i love that and so sabdar just for our listeners to you know understand you better before we really get into all of uh, the more important questions and understanding entrepreneurship and youth entrepreneurship from your perspective tell us more about yourself your background tell us about the software before stepping out was founded so see um um it's a very interesting story because so i i studied in bangalore i grew up in bangalore so yeah. i'm an engineering graduate so i did civil engineering and it has nothing to do with what i'm doing at the moment yeah. but so we started our company when i was in 12th standard so yeah. in in 12th standard we started our events company because you know i mean i went for a 
Christmas party organized by my college and I really wanted to do something like that on my own. So we started off, you know, throwing these freshers events and, you know, when we were like 18, we used to never yeah. get permission to go out in the night. So we used to yeah. throw these noon parties from 12pm to 6pm. So, no, you know, no. there wouldn't be any alcohol, there wouldn't be anything, you know, you would have Coke and Pepsi and you would have Playstations and, you know, so you would actually have these parties from 12pm to 6pm. So that's how we all, that's how we started our whole um, aspect. We started our whole events company um, in this particular um, format. And then, yes, of course, right after college when we had engineering, so right after college is when we ventured into Stepping Out. So yeah. when, we, when we started Stepping Out, it was not what it is today. So Stepping Out started as a, a as a deal platform where you would get restaurant deals. Right. And um, something like a Groupon. And that's yeah. how it started off. But yeah. of course, it didn't do too well for us. So yeah. the first year of operation, after the first year of operation, we had to shut it down because it was an operational nightmare for us. Handling yeah. in so many restaurants, handling in so many deals. So... Yeah. After the first year when we decided to shut down Stepping Out, we knew that, you know, the the, the name Stepping Out was quite popular and um, we didn't want to kill the brand name even though we wanted to kill the business. So we pivoted it from restaurant deals to outdoor activities and experience curators. Right. That is how the whole, that's how Stepping Out was born and since we were already in the events business, we were curating in a, a lot of events. So we wanted a new brand name to come into the non-nightlife um, events like how I mentioned because we were too stereotypical in the nightlife event. Right. So, right after engineering, once we graduated from engineering, we spearheaded out and we went full-fledged with it. With oh. whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, it's been an interesting journey. I mean, right from college, um, before we started engineering to taking it mainstream post-doing engineering, post-graduating, we took it mainstream. I love that. I love that. That sounds like a really interesting story. So now moving from the, you know, the serious stuff to something that's fun is this next uh, part of our podcast that's more like an ice-breaking session. And Mm -hmm. what we're going to do is I'm going to say five statements to you and you can only reply with a yes or a no. Okay. (laughs) Are you good to go? Of course. All right. The first statement. It's very hard to create a buzz in the F&B industry. Yes. Second, you need to have a large capital to conduct an event. No. Alrighty. Third, young entrepreneurs always get higher pricing from vendors. Um, yes and yeah. no. Alright. Uh, fourth, truffles or ice and spice has the best burger. No. Alright. And the final statement, innovation is lacking in nightlife events in India. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So now kind of like focusing on that last statement, uh, tell us more about what you think uh, about the innovation in this whole nightlife events um, in in the Indian culture. What do you think is really lacking in the field of innovation? And what do you think is a culture that uh, you personally think is kind of leading the way in terms of innovation in nightlife? See, innovation in nightlife, you would go in two ways. I would say innovation is also lacking. I would say the right TG is also lacking. Now, for example, there is a very big difference if there's a concert being held in India or a concert being held in America or in Europe. So, so yes, innovation is there in the West. Innovation is there. But innovation is there because people can afford the innovation. So, I would say yes and no for this. Because here, I, I would say generally a majority of the people cannot afford the innovation. 
Right. People do not pay for innovation. People do not pay for the quality. So that is why innovation is lacking in India. It's not that people cannot curate the innovation. People can definitely curate the innovation by paying like you know, for the innovation, but the people are not ready to like the consumers are not ready to buy the innovation. Yeah. So being you know India being a very price sensitive market, yeah. innovation is limited in what all you could do here. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, when it comes to technology, when it comes to innovation. Right. And especially your night, especially the nightlife segment. When the nightlife segment, see the nightlife segment is not a utility; it's a luxury. Right. You don't right. need it on a day-to-day basis. You right. are it's your extracurricular activity. What you would go for recreational purpose. So, right. so, so the general market in India is not the spending market for a luxury. It's a luxury. Right. It's not a utility, like I said. So, like right. you know, you know, when you when you go abroad, nightlife mm-hmm. would be there seven days a week. If you go to right. Dubai, if you go to the, if you go to America, if you go to if you go to any of these hot destinations, seven days seven days a week, nightlife is very active. Unlike right. in India, where only a weekend is very active. Right. Like the weekend, like the week. When I mean the weekend is active, weekday is dead. Like not even ten percent. Mm-hmm. Like even if it went up to forty fifty percent, it was still fine. But weekday nightlife is less than ten percent, and this is why you know you have very limited innovation because there are not enough people to pay for it. Right, that makes a lot of sense, and no, I agree with you. I'm actually in the United States right now, and I I would 100% back what you're saying because whenever I'm in India, I I literally have a nightlife as such, or see a nightlife in in the city of Bangalore or on a lesser scale in the city of Mumbai, um, only on the weekends. And whereas in the United States, uh, even in small towns, uh, nightlife is a, is a seven day structure. 100% agree with you. So. In terms of um, you know starting as starting young as an entrepreneur, tell us about some of the first few things that really motivated you in twelfth grade to start off the whole stepping out uh, organization. So see, I mean, I've always been, I've always been a, an independent person, you know, trying to not depend on anybody else, and that's what you know was my main fo- my, my main drive to start something on my own because yeah. I didn't want to depend on my parents, I didn't want to depend on anybody else. So of course it is cha- it is quite challenging, but you know I would always say start early because see tell me something when you're 18 years old or when you're 19 years old what are your other responsibilities in life nothing like you're studying do you have any other financial responsibility in your life no you don't so because you don't don't have any other financial responsibility in your life and your only focus is studying and experimenting you can afford to make mistakes because you don't fall down that easily. Like even if you make mistakes, you have the opportunity to come back. You are not running paying for anybody's education. You are not paying, you know. So there is an opportunity where you have that cushion of three to four years during college when you're allowed to make mistakes and when you can afford to make mistakes so you to correct it. See, the minute you start making mistakes when you're 25 to 30, then you've already gone into your 30s to go with what what you've narrowed down. Now, for example, when you're 25 to 30, when you're trying out, see, when every time you start, you try out 10 different things. In these 10 different things, nine obviously flop and one usually works. Now, when you know this one particular thing is working for you, that is when you start focusing on that. Now, I would say start early because, you know, when you're nine mistakes you're making, when it's not working out, you're still in college, you have no responsibilities. So, you know, which is the direction you would like to go. So, you focus. So, like so what happens when you know when you've narrowed on that one particular line and the focus is what you would like to do and you're early in life you have age on your side to basically become big mm-hmm. 
which you wouldn't have once you delay now if yeah. you you start trying out a lot of things when you're around 30 you're still making mistakes you're still figuring out which is the focus you would like to go you're still losing time and this yeah. particular experimentation time can be done during college as well because it's not like you're studying 24 hours a day right yeah so i would always i i mean i i'm very happy that i started early and this yeah. would this will always be in something which i've spoken in a lot of colleges to start yeah. early even if they make mistakes when they are studying because you know you have so much time with you that time and you can yeah. afford to make mistakes 100% man i agree with you uh, on that because i i i know for a fact i started early and in the longer run all i've seen is advantages of starting Correct. early you know people that start off whatever they truly like or truly love much later tend to cap their innovation tend to cap a lot of a uh, lot of because you have a lot of restrictions with you you know you have Absolutely. a lot of thoughts what if it doesn't work out what of the time you know i wasted i could have probably earned a salary somewhere else made this money yeah. am i yeah. going to have financial security am i not going to have financial security what if this fails after working on it for 5 years so yeah. many thoughts come into your head which yeah. wouldn't have come into your head when you're studying absolutely because you absolutely. don't think like that when you're studying absolutely and that's some really really great uh, points for all the young entrepreneurs that are listening to us today So now as we move on to the next uh, segment this is more of a fun segment that we have in this podcast it's called minute to win it and as the name suggests we'll uh, have one minute where I'll ask you about 10 questions I'll try to go through them as fast as I can you can answer in one word or probably a small phrase try and answer as fast as you can and I literally have a timer with me right now so as soon as okay. we write a minute we'll we'll stop it done all right perfect so shall we Yeah, of course. And I'm starting the timer now in 3 2 1. Describe your entrepreneurial journey in one word. Young. Which concert was your favorite in your experience? Uh, trans around the world above and beyond. First thing that comes to your mind when I say the following. Beer. Hangover. St. Joseph's. School. Bangalore. My city. Hangover. Uh, beer. <laughs> Addicted to the house. First party. I love it. If you could do one thing differently in your journey, what would it be? Um, one thing different in my journey. Start earlier. What's your dream project? Our hospitality uh, project. Favorite experience you've created? Stepping out food festival. Your biggest inspiration. Mm, Ratan Tata. I love that, and that is one minute. I'm gonna. That was so good. I think we got through some of the maximum number of questions than I have in any of the other episodes. <laughs> so good job on that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's great stuff. So when you when you talk about your biggest inspiration being Ratan Tata, that is a sentiment I echo to a hundred percent, the highest level possible. He is my biggest inspiration. I'm studying at the Kelly Business School right now in the United States and you know I had to present a presentation about a business person that I look up to most admired business person and it was Ratan Tata I spoke of that so is why you learn about being humble absolutely so like, what is however big in life you are however this thing you can yeah. collapse so you always learn to be humble like him absolutely absolutely and I agree 100% so now as we come towards the conclusion of this episode I want you to share with all the young entrepreneurs that are listening, the budding entrepreneurs and young people in school or college that are planning to go into this 
whole entrepreneurship space. What is one key piece of advice you have for them? And what is one of the biggest challenges you faced in your journey that you want to share with them so that they can avoid any such challenge in their journey? One one advice is never give up. Yeah. And one um, journey what you will go through is that you will find a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. And always remember that you can always overcome it no matter what. There is no problem in this world you cannot solve. And think with a very calm mind. If you're angry, do not take a decision. If you're happy, do not take a decision. Think in, If you're sad, do not take a decision again. Think in a very calm mind of how to overcome it and you will overcome it. I love it. So being calm is super important um, for any sort of decision that you make in terms Correct. of business or even in your life. Correct. So that, you know, why, why be calm is so that you have no emotions involved in it when you take the decision. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. That is such great piece of advice for all the young people listening. Now, finally, as we end this uh, podcast, uh, what is one last thing that you want to say to all the listeners that sort of sums up your journey or last key inspiring quote or something or anything that you want to say to everyone that's listening to us today? So, you know, I mean, um, so there was a company called Taxi for Sure in India, which was bought over by Ola. So right. there is an article the Taxi for Shop founders have written about right. how they got acquired and how they were raising in funds. Mm-hmm. That is a must-read uh, article for everybody Love who it. are venturing into business because that shows on how everything turned against them, but they still managed to go through. You so that see. is one thing which everybody needs to read is the Taxi for Shop funding story. Mm-hmm. And it was a it, it, it was an, a, a funding what they raised in from America as well. It is something what I feel everybody should read because you know that is what shows you even if all the situations are against you, you don't yeah. lose hope and you still move forward. I so that, that is my again I go back to the same uh, this thing uh, what I told earlier: never yeah. give up and don't lose hope. I love that. That is such great piece of advice. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this, Subdar. Thank you. Really, really loved and enjoyed having you on the show. Yeah, it, it's been my pleasure as well. Thank you. And I hope it made a small difference for anybody who is listening to Absolutely. it. And, you know, some sort of positivity to start something. Please Absolutely. start something. Because, you know, when you start something on your own, you become a much stronger person. And you become a much wiser person as well because you would have faced a lot of difficulties in life. Absolutely. For all the listeners, you've heard it from Safdar, an, an established, brilliant young entrepreneur with some of the best advice for all of us. Thank you, Safdar. Thank you to all Thank our you. listeners. Thank you for listening to us today. My name is Sankalp and it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm your host signing out.